three or four years. Um, yeah, I mean, the idea is that I'm going to talk between each cover and kind of explain why I chose that song and um, yeah, whether I'm happy with the, the result. Um, with regards to Heroes by Bowie, I mean, it's pretty, it's pretty a seminal uh, pop rock anthem, and um, I covered it purely for the the reason is um, it, it features the guitar work of, uh, well, the original features the guitar work of Robert Fripp, and I thought, well, I know, I'll cover Bowie because it features Brian Eno, Robert Fripp, and David Bowie. So we've got three heroes all covered in once and it's called Heroes, it's about heroes and it's for my heroes and that's why I covered it. Now the next track up we've got is um, it's by a, a more modern band, it's by the band Kings of Leon, who were an American band who, who made good in England before going back to America and um, I can't remember how I got into them, I think I heard their first album or heard their first material I thought yeah this is this is rock and roll this is good old-fashioned rock and roll and um, I was on their second album they released a single called The Bucket and um, it immediately chimed with me because it it uses um, four of my favorite chords uh, D, A, G and E minor and um, I thought well one day I'm going to cover that and I have done and this is it
that was a, a bracing little number, wasn't it? And um, yeah, I think it's all right. The vocals aren't exactly perfect. Um, I found myself kind of adopting an American accent, which is a bit crass. But um, you know, they've got the the young man's swagger, and it's hard sometimes to do a vocal delivery when you're, you know, 39 flabby Englishman. So. Um, you know, you have to kind of step into the rock star persona. Um, not sure if it worked, but, you know, it's a bit of fun. Um, now, the next one, the next track is... It's a track called um, Who Knows Where The Time Goes. It was originally on a Fairport Convention album. I'm not... I wouldn't say I'm the biggest Fairport Convention uh, fan in the world, but... It's, uh, it was written by a lady called Sandy Denny, who some of you may be aware of, some of you may not be, and um, uh, she was a, a, a rare talent in, in the, the field of folk and rock, who unfortunately died at a young age after falling down some stairs and having an head injury, and um, you know, it makes this song even more poignant. And um, I remember my grandmother, my late grandmother, telling me all about Sandy Denny when I was a lad. Now again, um, I wouldn't have her down as a as a folk fan or a fan of Fairport Convention, but she told me this story of of this lady who was a great talent and who died very young, and the name stuck in my mind. And then one day, I was in a second-hand record shop, I bought a Fairport Convention compilation, and I found this song, and I found it was written by her. And it kind of touched me because, um, you know, the, the, the spirit of the song is is not to be afraid of the march of time. And I'm someone who's very, very, very aware of his mortality. And um, yeah, it kind of rubs the opposite way to what I am, naturally. It would be nice to just not worry about the passing of the seasons and, and how we all age in and we're all marching steadily towards our own demise and this is such a free song you know it's such a, an open relaxed free song it's probably something they were smoking i would imagine but um yeah this is called who knows where the time goes i probably shouldn't have um, covered it because i think it's still more so to a lady's vocal and um the interesting part is the guitars and bass were recorded about four years ago maybe five even five years ago when i was scrabbling around trying to get my head around covering other people's music and the vocals and drums were put down just uh, last month so it's funny how you can span a great a great deal of time with recordings and bring them back out of the archive and finish them off so yeah anyway as the song says who knows where the time goes Across the morning sky All the birds are leaving But how can they know 
not sure if that was a total success. Uh, some of the electric guitar you hear there on the right hand channel was uh, I was just me vamping along because I'm not very good at following other guitarists verbatim. I'm of the school of make it up as you go along, you know, play from the heart or from the soles of your feet uh, if you're not religiously inclined or spiritually inclined. Um, anyway, when I when I were when I were a lad, it were hard. Um, when I was a lad, uh, the big thing, apart from punk, God that dates me, was um, electronic music, and one of the very first vanguards of synthesizer pop was uh, a band called Tubeway Army, led by a certain Gary Webb or Gary Newman, uh, depending on how you want to name him, uh, and um, yeah, I remember hearing the following track and his, his um, f um, subsequent s single as a solo artist, Cars, and being very electrified by it, because it was new, it was different, there was noises, you know, we'd never heard before, in the past it was all electric guitars and, you know, sneers, and this was something different, this was clean and sterile and it was almost like the future being pumped into our ears and um, and so covering a Tubeway Army song you know, seemed like a good idea however in a roundabout way a, a recording chum of mine sent me his version of it uh, a few years back and um, I laid down some vocals and over the top of it because I'm an egotist and um, well, I, well I couldn't use his version so I had to do my own because I enjoyed doing it so much, I did my own version, and um, and this is our friends electric. <laughs>
Please to the friend that I left in the hallway Please sit down I can't reach, I don't wanna walk in the bed really the name of an album, Ops Op 2R, by a guitarist called Adrian Ballou. Uh, you probably may, you may never have heard of Adrian Ballou, but he's uh, he's um, he's the glue that holds rock and roll together. He was uh, discovered by Frank Zappa and played with him for a number of years before being poached by the Thin White Duke himself, David Bowie. You can hear him on the Station to Station live album, doing a fantastic job before hanging out with the Talking Heads for a while 
and then finally setting up camp with another little band called King Crimson and um, like I said he brought out this solo album in the late 90s called Ops Op 2 R and I just fell in love with it I thought it was his best record I still do lots of interesting experiments with guitar lots of songs fragments of songs it was truly experimental and I played it to death I think I listened to it, to it far too many times and you know he's a he's a very talented man but I don't think he's ever going to top that record I think it's just such a strong album for me anyway I mean there's people out there probably shouting at me going you got it wrong you got it wrong Darren these latest albums are much better but I love Ops Op Tour and that is why I covered something to do because hey we all need something to do we don't want to hang around doing nothing we all should have a hobby and this illustrates man's fascination with the minutiae of life because hey we've all got to have something to do Try to lose your attitude Put it in your boots Or stick it where the sand doesn't shine Try to have a good time It's something to do I read a good book Buy a pair of shoes Maybe I'm a strange kind of dude But hey, maybe it's you I understand unhappiness An excellent plan for a martyr to have But what is the sense of having regrets? It's only just a waste of time I look at the sky, I walk in the yard Study the birds with binoculars so Call me a nerd, it's something to do
yeah, well, that wasn't too bad. Very Beatly in its uh, in its production. I mean, I tried to make it sound like the Beatles because I know Adrian Blue's a big fan of of that band and um, tried to give it a nod um, to that era as well. Um, I quite like it. I like the guitar tone on it as well. Nice little bit of lead guitar in there. Not totally faithful to the original, but hey, what you're gonna do about it? Um, similarly to the next track that's coming up. Um, I kind of did this as a bit of a joke, really. Um, I don't know if it's if it works. I always loved the original. I loved the video for the original. It was a crime they never won an award for it. Um, but the original video nods back to 1970s cop shows, uh, the likes of Dirty Harry and Wi-Fi and the streets of San Francisco, all those kind of things, Starsky and Hutch, Need I Say More, and um, this band broke out of their uh, genre, if you'd like to say, to produce a piece of genuine, almost heavy metal, uh, it was called Sabotage, and um, this is my attempt at it. <laughs> Anywho, the next one up is from a film soundtrack, uh, 
it's um, it's a song that's been covered by quite a few people. It's been covered by a band called the Sneaker Pimps. It's been covered by the Doves. It's been covered by uh, the Mock Turtles. It's been covered by Seafood. It's been covered by Isabel Campbell. It's been covered by the Go Team. It's been covered by, well, me. Um, and also a tiny little sample of it was used on uh, a track called Wicker Man by the band Pop. And Wicker Man, oh there, I've given away the title of one of my favourite films. And this song is called uh, Willow's Song and it happens midway through the film where Brett Eklund's character is trying to tempt uh, Edward Woodward's Sergeant Howie she's trying to tempt him off the path of righteousness by doing a saucy little dance in her room now I always find that scene really interesting because if you've not seen The Wicker Man it's about a a very puritanical Scottish policeman called to an island uh, called Summer Isle which is uh, lorded over by old uh, Sir Christopher Lee himself, old old Dracula himself, and he's on the hunt for a missing girl. Someone's written him a letter saying this girl's gone missing. So he turns up on the island, he's there, he thinks, to find a missing girl, but giving away the entire film, he's there to be sacrificed by this cult, this um, green man cult, who they think if they kill a virgin, they will restore their crops and the virgin in question is Sergeant Howie because he's kept himself pure for his impending nuptials to his wife. Now, the scene where Brett and is banging on the walls trying to tempt Sergeant Howie has always interested me because all the locals are supposed to be in on it. They're all supposed to be thinking we've got our virgin, we're gonna we're gonna kill him, we're gonna put him in a giant wicker man and set him on fire. Oh god, I've given the ending away now. Um, but this scene is his chance to escape. I've never really, you know, it struck me on about my 57th viewing. I thought, wait a minute, Breaklin's character's trying to save him by luring him because if he responds to her call, he will no longer be a virgin and he'll be safe. So you actually have a part of the film where he could actually save himself but he stays true to his beliefs and his religion and ends up signing his own death warrant and um, well I just love this song and I love this, this scene and I love the film and I remember when I first saw the film the ending shocked me I've never seen an ending like that before and I came away feeling quite sick by it because even though Sergeant Howe's character is not exactly the most the most um, sympathetic character in, in cellular history he's a man who believes he's right and um, you know you want him to succeed and um, when he comes to a rather crispy end you think oh that can't be right <laughs> and uh, it makes you question a, a, a lot about the forces of good and evil in this world anyway I've I've blathered on far too long and um, this is Willow's song originally uh, written by a guy called Paul Giovanni and a band called Magnet. Again, it's more for a lady's voice. 
Um, I lost the original master tracks to this because I recorded it a long time ago, about four or five years ago, and um, so I couldn't do any edits on on this. So I've only got this this master version that I found on my hard drive. So this is the only way it exists. So it's here, presented with all its imperfections, all its wobbly singing, um, but there's a heart to it that's almost true to the original, I believe. And um, yeah, this is it.
answer there is. Uh, it's not perfect by any stretch of the imagination. It's a, uh, my vocals are pretty pitiful, and some of the instrumentation's a bit bad too, but I, I was in two minds whether to include it, but I thought, no, it's kind of the song that started this whole project, so it needs to kind of continue. I need to be true to myself, like Sergeant Howie, and include it warts and all. Um, so you can all laugh at me, I don't care. I've got thick skin to match my thick head. Anyway, the next song, it's... Um, Again, it's another song I've always loved. Um, it was by um, a, a, a clever young fellow called Brian Eno, um, and it was off his album Before and After Science. It's an anagram of Talking Heads. It's called King's Lead Hat. Guns fur. Their satellite distorts his voice to a serve. 
He gives orders, which no one is. The king's hat fits over, there he is. He takes his money trap, picked up in time. He tries to dial out, he dies reception. He's all alone. He's just a victim of the telephone. King's red hat, make the Amazon much wider. It will come, it will come, it will surely come. King's red hat was the poker in the fire. It will come, it will come, it will surely come. King's red hat was a mother to desire. It will come, it will come, it will surely come. King's red hat put the evidence inside her. It will come, it will come, it will surely come. King's red hat was a hammer to Jamming along to that track when I, I was a younger man back in the uh, early 1990s. Well, I had the, oh, I still got the vinyl. Have that on the record deck and practicing along with my little 15 watt pro, uh, practice amp. Oh, those were the days, simpler days. And um, yeah, I finally got around to doing a, a proper cover of it. There's a video of that on. Um, on the old YouTube too, if you can find it, um, which I actually did all live because when I recorded that, I had my webcam going, and so I edited it all together and made a little video of my performance, which is something a bit different. Now, the next song is a song which you're going to go, What? Um, I didn't choose this song, somebody else chose it for me. Somebody out there challenged me. Uh, an internet chum uh, who used to frequent my site regularly said, Hey Darren, why don't you cover this one? And like a fool, I rose to the bait and I took up his challenge. Um, I might not even, I might not even introduce it. I might just let you listen to it and work it out what it is if you can guess what it is in the opening few minutes then you are very clever and award yourself 20 gazillion kudos points um, but I don't think you will get it until well until I start singing <laughs> um, but yeah check it out see what you think
breakfast of that, didn't I? Uh, it was meant to make you laugh, it was meant to be funny. Um, who said you can't have comedy in music, eh? Uh, <laughs> but yeah, that was, um, that was my challenge and I did a version, the likes of which you've never heard before and are unlikely to hear again. Um, so we shall now move swiftly on to a more faithful rendition of a pop song. Now cast your minds back to 1994, 95. Um, the missus and myself, we went on our first proper holiday together. We both had jobs and we decided to go away. And uh, we were flying back from our holidays on a Sunday. Where we were, it was raining heavily all day. We had nowhere to go. We had run out of money. The hotelier wasn't particularly friendly, so he wouldn't let us keep our cases at the hotel. So we decided to just get in the cab and go to the airport and just wait for our late flight and you know go through the Sunday papers do the crosswords potter around watch the airplanes fly in and fly out again and this one song was played I don't know three or four times an hour it seemed and by the end of that day I wished bloody death on the writer because I, I was just completely worn down by it it was almost like um, 
you know, the kind of audio torture they do on prisoners in Guantanamo Bay. I was a broken man. But I've forgiven the man in question. He's not had much luck in the last few years and, you know, I wish him plenty of health because he's a, he's a fine guitarist and a great writer of the pop song. And, um, and yeah, I, I hope that Edwin Collins, you know, is, carries on making a recovery. His new album's rather, rather good. And this is A Girl Like You.
think that one worked rather well. I, I really like that song now. Uh, <laughs> oh, it's amazing how you can change. But after, what was it? Oh, 15 years, I've, I've recovered. I've made my recovery. Now the next song up uh, is Lucky Man by a, a British band called The Verve. And the reason I included this one is it's the only song I've ever sung karaoke to. It was, uh, must have been, oh, again, 1997, 98, the song was out. It was a big hit. And they used to do regular karaoke nights at the Red Lion on Westminster Bridge Road, um, which was my local when I used to work up that way. And a group of us used to go in there on a Friday night when it was karaoke night, and um, I got dragged up one night to do it. I think I've had, I'd had too much to drink. And um, I covered this song, and if I remember it through the, the booze and the fuck of cigarette smoke, um, I got a round of applause. So I felt quite chuffed. And that's why I've um, I've tried to re recreate those karaoke days with my version of Lucky Man.
sure it exactly works i lack that mancunian swagger you know that northern charm that these uh, these rock stars exude um but that's my version of it and um we will now move on to another classic i remember seeing this band when i was a little lad in the old days in the good old days uh, there used to be lots of interesting programs on the television and I remember seeing this music show and um, I saw this band performing and the lead singer was acting in the most peculiar way and he was he was singing she's lost control she's lost control and he was moving around and I was quite hypnotized by his way he, he just moved it was just something I'd never seen before and um, and then there was this song, uh, the band was Joy Division, uh, the man in question was Ian Curtis, who's suddenly no longer with us, famously no longer with us, and this song is uh, Love Will Tear Us Apart. Now, it's an obvious one, uh, I can't help it, it's a song I love, it's just, um, it's perfect, I mean, for a band that's so left field, like, they wrote the most, one of the most perfect pop songs, even though it's... A little bit left field, a little bit out of sight. It just it just works so well. And I always remember um, when I was when I had a job working at Wolves behind the record bar. I I had the choice I could put in any music I want and terrorise the customers and the other shop staff. And at that time, um, Joy Division were going through a bit of a renaissance, and there was a new compilation out. And um, Atmosphere was the single pick from that from that compilation. We used to play that song to the shoppers and to the, the staff and they used to look at me and groan and roll their eyes and and um, yeah it felt good in a in a childish teenage kind of way. Um, but I was right. Oh, 
Well, that was good. Um, I think it was pretty faithful. Uh, you know, save the best till last and all that. Uh, I'd love the uh, the bassline on that track. You know, Peter Hook is a is a great bass player, though. In that instance, it does get a bit repetitive playing the same thing over and over again. Um, there's a little video of that on YouTube. I tried to make an arty kind of video, but you know, because I've only got a little. A, a, a webcam and a load of video effects in my software it tends to look like something from a, a 1980s Kenny Everett show vision mixer gone crazy style thing <laughs> but I if you like looking at my ugly mug it's there for you to see now the final track oh boo hoo hoo I hear you cry it's the final track oh, is um, well again I'm not sure why I chose this one I like the song. I like the album from where it comes from. It's um, it's a by a band called Pulp. I mean, some of you may be aware of Pulp and their lead singer Jarvis Cocker, and aware of uh, their mainstream success with uh, Common People and the Different Class album. But this track is from the last album they they made before they split up. Uh, the admin question is called We Love Life and again as soon as I heard it I just fell in love with it I just think it's such a good record and the lyrics you know Jarvis Cocker is such a an interesting lyricist and um, it's from him that I borrowed the idea of this collection of songs being called Bad Cover Versions a lot of people have said oh Darren they're not, they're not that bad and I was like no no you don't get it when I were a lad, um, if you went into Woolworths, there were albums on the shelves. This is I'm talking about the 1970s here. There'd be albums on the shelves like Top of the Pops collections and the greatest hits of whoever, and um, they looked genuine. But you'd buy these records and take them home, and they were by different people. They were by session musicians, so you'd have almost a carbon copy of the hits of the day, but for like. £1.20 and the records would be just knockoffs. they wouldn't be the same, it'd be bad cover versions and um, Jarvis Cocker actually explores that idea with his song called Bad Cover Version and if you see the video to that you must see it, do a, do a search on YouTube um, it's all about, you know imitations, something imitating something great um, it's like uh, the line in it is uh, like Planet of the Apes on TV, you know, everyone loves Planet of the Apes the movie, but the TV show stank. Like everyone loves Tom and Jerry, but the later Tom and Jerry's when they speak, they stank too. And so it's like a kind of bad copy. It's a bad copy, good but not quite as good as the original. And so I coined that for this collection, bad cover versions. And um, the song I chose from that album is a song called Sunrise. Again, the lyric. The lyric appealed to me because I've been a nocturnal character once, still am in a way, and um, sometimes you can look at what you've achieved in life and think, oh, what have I achieved? And you can't see the wood for the trees. Again, that's another theme on the album, you know. And um, yeah, I mean, I, I really like this track, it's a good track to end an album on, Pulp ended an album with it, I'm going to end this collection with it, and um, I did all this on my own, the drums, everything, it's all, all my own work, 
Um, it's called Sunrise. Yeah. 
well that's your lot um, yeah I mean that's it that's the collection that's bad cover version I'm gonna put these tracks on my website so you can download the individual songs if you so wish if you want to torture yourself some more um, if you want to add them to your collection I don't know <laughs> Um, but yeah, that's that's it. I, I might do some more. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know what the response is. It all depends, really, if anyone's interested. Um, if you've got any suggestions, you can email me or leave a message on my website www.darrenlock.com and say, "Hey, Darren, why don't you cover this?" Or, "Darren, why don't you cover that?" But try and keep it relevant, not too obscure. I don't want any uh, obscure jazz or um, you know, progressive rock songs, unless they're good ones, ones that I can actually do, get my fingers round. But if you think of anything you'd like to hear me murder, then drop me a line. And now I shall be heading off. I should really start recording some new stuff. I've got some things on the boil at the moment, which I've got to tie up. And um, who knows, I might do another podcast soon. Again, if you want to drop me a line, if there's anyone out there listening, is there? Is there anyone listening? I don't know. Why am I doing this? Am I talking to myself? Am I shouting into the void? If you are paying attention and you want to send me a message, um, I say drop me a line. My website and contact details are on my website, www.darrenlock.com. And um, I'll be heading off now. I wish you... um, Sweet dreams wherever you are, and stay safe.